Hello and welcome to Let's Run Social. Welcome, Nick Wellington here, Mallory Bass. And uh, today on this very special podcast, on a very special day, because it's the day before lockdown, so we're making the most of sitting here, um, we're going to talk about the Pixel. And people are probably thinking, well, what's the Pixel? The Pixel is a piece of code like uh, a Google Analytics code that Facebook gives you when you set up a business manager to advertise on Facebook. And there is a huge difference between not getting a Pixel and getting it because what you can do on Facebook in regards to pushing your business forward, making money, etc., etc., is huge. If you don't have a Pixel, you're out of the game and you are advertising completely blind. Would you not agree? 100% in agreement. There are agencies out there that we've taken clients from and when we've said, oh, where's your pixel? And they go, oh, what's the pixel? What is it? And they've even had an agency advertise for them. So you set up a business manager with Facebook and you pull in your Facebook page, you pull in, you set up an ads manager, which is where you run your ads from, and then you have your pixel. Oh, and then you've got your Instagram, which you can pull in as well. But then you've got your pixel, which is under sources. Now, this pixel, if you have a Shopify website it is very simply in your settings preferences and under google analytics code you take the facebook pixel which is can be uh, a 10 to 12 digit code which you can just slot in there but on most occasions when you go to set up your pixel it will give you a, a bit of actual code which you basically copy and paste from facebook and you put it into the header of your website um, if you don't know how to do that, that's absolutely fine. Not many people do. I wouldn't actually know how to go into a website and put the code on. You do, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. If you've got a web developer, then they can send do it. it. To them. Send it to them. Um, if you don't, uh, then you, a quick Google search, you'll be able to yeah. find it. But essentially, it is a copy and paste job. Um, really, really, really straightforward. Once you've got that pasted onto your website, Facebook then follows everyone that comes onto your website. Now, I used to say until last night, there's about 400,000 bits of um, data signals. I used to say sort of data DNA, but it's data signals that that Facebook pixel picks up on. Um, Now, an idea of data signals would be someone has added to car, someone's purchased. Those are sort of very blatant ones that, you would all know about, but what comes into the billions? We're talking about how does someone, how long it takes someone to scroll past something on Facebook. When they watch a video, do they pause it? Do they unpause it? How long do they watch the video for? Sound on, sound off. Do they press more text? Do they read the subtitle? Do they, so, so we're buying a new mattress at the moment at home and my Instagram is full of bed companies mattress companies sheet companies that's all come from conversation i've had no it's been my wife that's googled all that i haven't had anything to do i've had no nothing to do with it but the conversations that we've had Mm -hmm. have now made similar uh rhino all these brands that are coming up with mattresses i didn't even realize that you basically get it in like a flat pack and then it expands and then yeah you let it kind of inflate (laughs) that's what the pixel does yeah. That pixel is picking up on a billion different signals that the minute you pick up your phone or pick up your or open your desktop or laptop or whatever, it reads everything that's going on. When you hit a website that has a pixel installed, 
it enables that Facebook to get more and more intelligent. But like, the way we like to explain it to a client is that if they don't have that on that website, they're not able to then really advertise to people because they've, they've not built, they've not been able to capture any of those signals when a user's come to it. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that person that lands on the website will trigger the pixel and there's various events that we'll go into. Um, and then that will feed back into Ads Manager, won't it? So you've then got more data feeding into Ads Manager in real time. So Facebook is learning the whole time and then it can optimize and change who it's serving the ad to depending on that data. Yeah. So you can still, like last week on the podcast, we discussed um, the campaign objectives. Convert, the only campaign objectives that you can't run with without a pixel are conversions because you, it'll ask you for what the pixel is. Yeah. Um, and catalog, mm-hmm. app install as well, but it's a different type of. It's, it's a different another, SDK, it's another it's, bit of code. Yeah, but brand awareness, reach, traffic, video views, all that can be run without a pixel. So, yes, there are exceptions that if you are just doing a brand awareness or reach, or you want people to watch a video, yes, you can run your campaigns without a pixel. But I like we call it you're just running ads blind. Because Facebook is going, yeah, thank you very much. I'll run that. Where, where do you want me to send the traffic? I'll send them to my homepage or a video. Yeah, I'll do that for you. But it's not tracking anything. You can't create audience off it. You can't do any retargeting. The, the things that we would class as the holy grail of making Facebook advertising work for you can't be done unless you've got that. And the only difference of, of is that you didn't literally go to Pixel, add Pixel, Get the code, it's that simple, and give it to your web dev guy to put on your header, which takes three seconds. Yeah. That's how easy it is, and it's a massive difference. So let's say, um, from your point of view then, Matt, from a lead gen point of view, what would you say the most important parts, things that you would, if you didn't have a pixel, what couldn't you do that everyday life means? Yeah, so lead gen uh, funnels... uh, there's different types so the basic lead gen funnel will be an ad that goes to a landing page which has an opt-in in so it could be an opt-in for a webinar which is what we're currently running um a download whatever you're essentially a landing page that you're asking for a name and an email in exchange of a free thing that's of value to that person they're opting in for a reason when that person opts in you then want that to trigger the what is called the lead event. Um, so that will tell Facebook and me as an ads manager that somebody has clicked on the ad, they've gone onto the landing page, they've opted in, and that has created a lead. And then I've got that piece of information that I can go on to send an email to from the back-end perspective. But also that data that lead trigger on the thank you page is going to feed back into my ads manager so i can optimize that ad for more people that have just taken that particular piece of action okay yeah do you want to explain to them what the lead event is because that's that's like your second part of the pixel setup isn't it yeah so you've got lots of different events um when it comes to uh the pixel so you have your base pixel which essentially is just going to record all the different um, page views that you get. So that goes across your whole website. So you'll be able to see um, who's landing on what page and that kind of thing. But you can then take that step forward. So when I say the lead event, that's another piece of code 
that will go onto the thank you page. So it's it's the event that's triggered when the when that person takes the desired action. So if somebody lands on my thank you page, that to me is a lead. Um, the other options you've got is submit application or contact. So it might be that then on the thank you page, I give that lead an option to book a call with me. Yeah. So I could then put a second event on the confirmation call page that would trigger yeah. that. So just to interrupt, because I because even clients that we know who half know what they're talking about get this wrong. The, the, the event that you want to trigger to say, hey, this person wants a call, this person opted in, is on the thank you page. So a lot of people make the mistake of going, putting the lead on the actual landing page where you want them to go. But that means you can have loads of leads because it means every single person who hits that landing page, you yeah. need the lead event to go on the thank you page to mean that once someone's gone through the form, yeah. then it triggers to say this person actually submitted the form. Exactly. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Hit the nail on the head. Now, the old fashioned way of doing this would be like, like I said, a separate piece of code um, that would trigger that event. Which you can't write for me. And if you Google it, you can go on to um, Facebook's website and they will show you all of the different events that you can use. However, what they've done now is they've made it really difficult to to manually do it. They don't want people really doing that anymore. Um, when you try and find how to actually paste the code in, it's really difficult. And that's because they're really trying to push the event setup tool. Yeah, which is actually pretty good. It's good from a lead gen point of view when you're dealing with landing pages and stuff. Horrendous and scary from an econ point of view. Yeah. Because you're into another world then. So I would definitely, with that part, is stick to old-fashioned on econ. Usually with econ, the pixel usually picks up everything anyway. The add carts and checkouts. Yeah. Anyway. If you're using, like you've mentioned already, like Shopify, then that's literally just to copy and paste the, the pixel code in and then it does all the work, doesn't it? And it's the same with um, WooCommerce. There's like plugins um, in WordPress that does all of that for you as well. Um, but yeah, it, when you're looking at these individual codes that I've mentioned, you are mainly talking from a kind of like lead gen perspective. Or if you were using ClickFunnels to sell just like one product, you could trigger the like purchase pixel on the, yeah. you know, like we're doing with the course. Yeah, and they always have, and it's really simple because they actually have loads of tutorial videos on YouTube on how to put those yeah. pixels in. Yeah. But the thing, the interesting thing about the Facebook's own one, which I think is really cool, is that when you go onto the back end of Facebook and you're in your pixel area, which people listening will probably think what you're talking about, once they go in, they'll understand. When you're in that area, there's a little drop down, um, which said, which then drops down to add pixel from, uh, or add code from to the website. When you click that, it asks you to put in your, the page of the website that you want the code to go on, then Facebook automatically opens that for you and puts across all the different event tagging yeah. over the top of your website page. Yeah. So you can then literally read it, and it's really self-explanatory, go, thank you. Now that when someone is on this page, what do you want them to do? And you can literally drop down and say, well, I want them to, when they click on that button, which is highlighted, Facebook highlight the button, yeah, they do, yeah. make, a, make a trigger a lead when that button has been pressed. Yeah. So it's really clever. Yeah. There are some instances where it doesn't work. I've had a couple of pages where it's like highlighted the address and stuff at the bottom of the company on the bottom of the webpage and hasn't highlighted the button. Mm. Then you're stuck. Yeah. Because unfortunately, Facebook's so big that getting someone on the phone to help you fix a problem is 
It's difficult. It's yeah. difficult. So. Sometimes in the live chat. But yeah, I think they're just trying to get more people to use this because I think that what can happen is that when you are exchanging these these codes, it can get a bit messy and you can you can get into into problems. So I think it's their way of streamlining that. So us as like ads managers or agency owners, we can just get that pixel the base code installed and then we can kind of just crack on and get the events on there mm. how we want to and like you've just said you can do that on a button or you follow the process you put the landing page url in complete the form it will take you to the thank you page and then you can select the lead event from the drop down in the event helper tool yeah so you can so there's also something else that i've just thought of that that you need to have and you have to be using chrome and in Chrome, you want basically want to Google Facebook Pixel Helper. Now, that's a Chrome extension that once you've Googled that, it'll say, do you want to install the code? And at the top of your toolbar, you'll get a little fake, doesn't say it doesn't show a Facebook icon, but it's a little Pixel Helper icon, which every single website on this planet that has a Facebook Pixel installed, when you go onto it and you click on that little extension code, it'll show the Pixel ID and what's firing. So for anyone who's setting up your pixel, step one, do that. Because yeah. it means you can go on your own website and like from an e-commerce per point of view, if we're checking out anything on an e-commerce site where we start with them and as we're running things and blah, 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 we'll go through the actual order process from landing on a product page to where the ad is. So I'll, I'll want to create that whole funnel. So if I'm selling a pair of black jeans, I've got the ad saying, hey, buy our black jeans. And then I've got a product page URL in the ad. So when someone clicks on the ad, it goes through to that product page. Then I open the Pixel Helper to say, great, has it shown a little green tick to say page view? Yes, it has. If I buy the product, once I've pressed that add to cart button and I go to the next page, then I click on that Pixel Helper again and it should say page view plus added to cart little green button. And when you actually click on that, to know it's properly installed because now you've got into monetary values of products. Yeah. When you click on the add to cart, it should come up with a little drop down with some some information that normal people don't understand. But then it should say the product name and the cost of the product. If that bit's missing, it means that your catalogue that you've pulled in from fake from Shopify or whatever, because you have to create on an e-com, you have to create a product catalogue in Facebook as well. Facebook make this really really easy. We're not going to go delve into it because it's a different thing altogether, really. But Every every website has a plugin that you can do, a Facebook plugin, which will allow you very simply to create a catalogue in Facebook that talks to your website, can communicate through API to say, any changes you make on your website, pull it into Facebook. And then, then you can go through this Pixel Helper and see Add to Cart, and then go, right, now I want to go to my checkout page, your Pixel Helper should then have another green dot, which says, now we're on, and making sure all those things are working. That's probably the biggest headache of a pixel. And mo I would say 80% of the time, you're going to have to go through that process, whether it's lead gen or whether it's e-com, to make sure that all those different settings are working. Because if you get a little uh, yellow exclamation mark when you're on your page in that pixel helper, it means that something hasn't, your website hasn't communicated correctly back to the to Facebook. Yeah, You, and, you yeah. scratch your head for a minute and then you Google it and go, Oh God, why is this happening? Why is it happening? And then, yeah, I think one of the main issues that you can get is like counting double. Yeah. I've had that before where it's just, it's just reading everything twice. 
Um, and that has such a huge impact because you, you're basing everything that you do, or we do anyway, that's the whole point of this, on data, not emotion. So when that's not correct, it's, um, it, it makes it more challenging. So yeah, my advice would be that when you start out from scratch building a website or, or putting pixels on is look really, really closely from when you launch that campaign and make sure everything tallies up. Yeah. So, you know, like if it's, you can see in ads manager, okay, you've got an initiate checkout or a purchase event, go into Shopify and, and actually look at the data yeah. and cross-reference it. Yeah. Now, people listening might be thinking, oh God, this sounds really confusing, but it's not actually. Once you've done all these steps once, you've set up your pixel, you've had a look around, which is not a lot to look around the pixel page on Facebook. Not really, no, no. Once you've done all these things, you'll then listen back to this podcast and go, oh yeah, I get all of that. Yeah. When a problem occurs, we are always scratching our heads as well. Unless we see that, unless it's a problem we see all the time, we go, hey, I know how to fix that. But a lot of the time we are going, like we've always got emails between us going, oh, well, have you seen this before? Yeah. Have you done that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, don't be overwhelmed because it's actually quite simple. It's just because we're slight, talking maybe slightly techie you think it's going to be a big techie thing. It's not. Late, normal people can do this. We're normal. I'm completely normal. I wouldn't say I'm a techie at know. all. It's debatable sometimes. Well, I wouldn't say, I've even said this morning I didn't have to do something on my iPhone. You're like, how do you not know? <laughs> how do you screen? not know that menu? It's the one where you pull it, pull it down and you can change the brightness and the volume and get to your camera and stuff. But... Didn't even know how to get there. Or screen recording. Well, now, now, now pull down top right. Top right. Like yeah. I'm going to open an instruction manual when I get a new iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> they try and do this thing now they don't know when you get a new iphone i've had it because i've just got the uh the new one and then it comes up with like a little app like to help you with hints and tips and stuff can't be asked, can't be asked for that can you <laughs> no but as long as i've got my con and as long as it's usable as a phone i've been, then shooting, I've been shouting fine. at alexa lately i've been shouting at google mini home nest lately <laughs> jesus christ um anyway so yeah so that's don't be overwhelmed with it. there's loads there um there's probably not a lot we can go on, really, because then it is becoming technical and techy about the pixel. And Can we just quickly talk about custom audiences? So not to go into depth on it, but yeah. just to say the other key benefit of having a pixel installed is something called custom audiences, which means that you can take the data from that's being recorded on the pixel and create custom audiences. So that could be um, you can target people that view certain pages of the website, people that have got to initiate checkout, People that have purchased before, you can show them dynamic ads, so things that they've already looked at at the website. So, um, and from there as well, you can create lookalike audiences, which are people that Facebook thinks are like the custom audiences yeah. that you've built. So, yeah, I think custom and like, video views and video views. So it's not just showing your video; you can then build an audience based on people who watch your video for twenty five percent, forty, fifty percent, seventy five, which is really, really good. Lookalikes actually going off that is that we've been having conversations this week because we're always looking at like there's a, an ads world and at the ad world conference on at the moment which is online which is really cool actually it's online because you can just watch and catch up on yeah. people on stage yeah you know, they're not on stage and then they're lounge yawning <laughs> there was a guy yesterday i was thinking what time dog, is it him? Dog barking this, this guy had like built and sold bebo which was his first social network yeah. and numerous like companies worth hundreds of millions and it's just in a room in his house, obviously. And it, it with the time zones, it was probably like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And it's just like going through it, like trying not to yawn, <laughs> but just like, oh, yeah, it must be so tiring. But 
so we're always learning about that. And only this morning, Matt and I have just watched something about Facebook with someone on stage. We're doing a lot of the stuff they're doing, but then something was on, on audiences. And we've had these discussions lately on how that audience work. Would you do that? Because I'm, I'm very much talking about broad audiences, which is, so we're talking about like, when we're talking about custom audiences, which Matt, we're not, di- we're not actually digressing from the subject. We're just, just slightly going into audiences with it, which is a lookalike. So a lookalike, as Matt was saying, is people have been to your website. And let's say you, you get to a volume of about, you need, you need about 500 really, don't you? And it's not actually the more the merrier because people do think it's the more the merrier. It doesn't, even if you have 50,000, it doesn't actually get that much better. You can get really, really intelligent on 300, 500 people. Yeah. They build an audience and then you can build a lookalike. Really simply again, and we'll have to just do some, maybe some videos and put them online for how to do this. But I've noticed lately that most people will use, you can split a lookalike into a percentage of 1% up to 10%. And each percentage has about 420,000 people in it. So Facebook will go, right, based on the 300 people that have been onto your landing page, I'm going to go on 1% and find another 420,000. 2%, 800,000, and so on. I've lately been building ads for clients using a 1% to 5% lookalike. So 1, 2, 3, 4, five, five different audiences of different percentages. 3 and 5, like work better than all the others. Why? Don't know. But you're leaving it to Facebook to do that. So having a pixel opens up a huge book of opportunities, not just going, oh, I want to retarget someone on my e-commerce website that's looked at products and then show them an ad saying, hey, we saw you looked at this, buy it. That's massive. Yeah. And only yesterday I did a video actually on my Instagram and I need to do a video on it for YouTube on a client who's doing just that. They're spending, did you see it? They're spending 14 minutes, mm-hmm. 20 to 40 minutes a day posting on social stories. So Instagram stories and TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's generated traffic back to their website. And for 300 quid a month only, she's just got an ad which says, hey, we saw you were looking at this baby carrier, but you forgot to buy it. Yeah. 15 and a half times her return on investment from that strategy. Yeah. If she didn't have a pixel, she wouldn't get that. That was five grand she did of 300 quid in a month. If she didn't have a pixel, she wouldn't have it. And from e-com, you can win from the start by having a pixel and doing a retargeting ad. You can. So, there's so a, that's a little hook. That's a, we'll class that as a little, a little hook to get someone excited who's listening to this going, oh, pixel stuff boring. And then I can make five grand or 300 quid. Yeah. You are leaving thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds on the table if you don't utilize the Facebook pixel. So that's why we wanted to bring you that podcast today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for your time, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that one. That was pretty good. Sounded a bit techy, but it's not. Maybe maybe go away, start looking at your Pixel and your Facebook ads, start looking around it, and then listen to this podcast again. It won't be techy. Yeah, I just think it's triggering that kind of um, thought process, and there's so much out there on yeah, how yeah. to use this stuff. But I would say the subjects we talk about on this is, if you are listening to them, Listen to them again like a month later or two months later or three months later. Yeah. Which is why we educate ourselves by watching videos of other people. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the time we know the stuff. But all it takes is that one little gem to go, yeah. oh, we'll try that with some ad accounts we'll today. And, you, and, you, and it wins. So, yeah, we'll leave you with that. Thanks uh, for listening and we will see you on the next one. See ya. Bye.